0: Hello everyone and welcome, I'm Fernando Florido, a GP in the United Kingdom. Today we're going to talk about inhalers, those small but powerful things that are a lifeline for people with asthma and COPD. But in the world of inhalers, things can get quite complex. With a multitude of brand names and different devices, navigating this world can feel like getting lost in a maze. We'll try to bring order to this labyrinth by reviewing the NICE guidance on inhalers both for asthma and COPD. I have summarized the guidance from a primary care perspective and have put links to that guidance in the episode description. But before we begin, let's address the elephant in the room. Memorizing the vast array of brand names, combinations and different devices is no easy task. Not only would it be an overwhelming challenge, but it would also consume valuable brain power that would be better utilized in other areas of our lives. So here's my advice, it's absolutely okay to look up specific inhaler brands when you need to. In today's digital age we can quickly find the information we need without wasting our mental energy on trying to remember everything. This frees up our minds to focus on what truly matters. If you prefer a video format, there's also a YouTube version of these episodes, the link is in the episode description. Please note that this is my interpretation of the guidelines, not medical advice. So, with that said, let's dive in. The video has four parts, inhaled corticosteroids, inhaled agonists, inhaled anti agents and combination inhalers. Let's start with inhaled corticosteroids both for asthma and COPD. What should we consider when initiating inhaled corticosteroids? We should avoid prescribing generic inhalers to ensure continuity of the device type in future. The various inhaled corticosteroids are similar in efficacy and adverse effect profile. However, we need to remember that QVAR and KelHale products have extra fine beclomethasone particles and are twice as potent as other beclomethasone inhalers. What delivery systems are available for inhaled corticosteroids? First, we have pressurized metadose inhalers or MDIs, which use propellant and have an environmental impact. We also have spacer devices with MDIs, which are the preferred option for children under 5. Then we have the dry powder inhalers, or DPIs, which do not use propellant but require enough inspiratory effort to breathe in the powder. We also have the breath-actuated MDIs, which also require sufficient inspiratory effort to activate the device. Finally, nebulose is given as an aerosol that can be inhaled through a mask or mouthpiece. A mouthpiece is preferable to avoid adverse effects caused by exposure to the skin and eyes. There are no contraindications to the use of inhaled corticosteroids and they can be given during pregnancy and breastfeeding. Cautions are untreated tuberculosis. Fungal, bacterial, parasitic or systemic viral infections, as well as ocular herpes simplex. What are the effects of inhaled corticosteroids? Well, they have a potent anti-inflammatory activity, both the immediate and late phases of asthma. Inhaled corticosteroids available in the UK include peclomethastone, butesonide, cyclesonide, fluticasone and mometasone. They are also available as combination inhalers containing long-acting beta-2 agonists. In asthma, a long-acting bronchodilator should be given in combination with an inhaled corticosteroids. In other words, a long-acting bronchodilator should not be given normally in isolation for asthma. Conversely, in COPD, an inhaled corticosteroid should be given in combination with a long-acting bronchodilator, having discussed the risk of adverse effects, including an increased risk of pneumonia, which may require hospitalization. In other words, an inhaled corticosteroids should not normally be given in isolation for COPD. Local adverse effects include oral candidiasis, sore mouth, dysphonia, and hoarseness, especially in high doses, as well as paradoxical bronchospasm. Systemic adverse effects are rare, but may occur if high doses are prescribed for prolonged periods. We will issue a steroid treatment card to people using prolonged high doses, and also to people taking drugs that inhibit steroid metabolism, such as antiretroviral HIV drugs. In children, height should be monitored regularly, and we will use the lowest dose of inhaled corticosteroids that maintains effective control of symptoms. Which inhaled corticosteroids are available in the UK? If you want to give beclomethasone, we can prescribe one of the following brands. Clenil MDI, Isihala beclomethasone, Kelhal MDI, QVAR MDI, QVAR Autohala, QVAR Easy Breeze, Soprabeck MDI and Beclu MDI. But we need to be aware that kel and QVAR contain Beclomethacin extra fine particles and are therefore more potent. If we want to give Budesonide, we will prescribe one of the following brands, Budelin Novolizer, Easy Hale and Palmicord turbohaler. If we want to give Cyclusonide, we will prescribe Alvesco MDI. If we want to give fluticasone, we will prescribe Flixotide, either the Evohaler MDI or the acu-hala, And if we want to give mometasone, we will prescribe Asmanex Twisthaler. What dosing regimens should we consider? Nice has issued the following guidance on inhaled corticosteroid dosages. A high dose is more than 800 micrograms of budasonide or equivalent in adults, and more than 400 micrograms in children. A moderate dose is between 400 and 800 micrograms of budasonide or equivalent in adults, and between 200 and 400 micrograms in children. A low dose is 400 micrograms or less of budasonide or equivalent in adults, or 200 micrograms or less in children. Examples of those equivalents are as follows. Budesonide 200 micrograms would be equivalent to 200 micrograms of methazone, 200 micrograms of becromethazone, but only 100 micrograms if we prescribe becromethazone extra fine particles. Equally, budesonide 200 micrograms would be more or less equivalent to 160 micrograms of cyclasonide or 125 micrograms of fluticasone. Let's now move on to the section of beta-agonists. By way of introduction, we will say that beta-2 agonists act directly on beta-2 receptors causing smooth muscle relaxation and dilatation of the airways. Short-acting beta-2 agonists, or SABAs, such as albutamol and terbutaline, have a rapid onset of action, about 15 minutes, and their effects last up to 4 hours. Long-acting beta-2 agonists, or LABAs, have a prolonged receptor occupancy and salmitrol and fumotrol have a duration of action of 12 hours. And in asthma, they should only be used with an inhaled corticosteroids. Indacatrol and Olodatrol are once daily labas licensed for use in COPD in adults. They are not indicated for the relief of acute bronchospasm. Vilantrol is available only in combination with fluticasone and or with the antimuscarinic beta 2 agonists should be used with caution in people with hyperthyroidism, as they may stimulate thyroid activity cardiovascular disease including hypertension because of changes to blood pressure and heart rate and an increased risk of arrhythmias especially if there is susceptibility to QT interval prolongation hypokalemia as this may be caused by high doses of beta 2 agonists and convulsive disorders Adverse effects of short-acting and long-acting beta-2 agonists are similar, they are usually dose-related and include nervous system disorders such as tremor, headache, dizziness and seizures, cardiac disorders such as palpitations, arrhythmias, peripheral vasodilitation and myocardial ischemia, psychiatric disorders such as anxiety, restlessness and insomnia, metabolic disorders such as hypokalemia and hyperglycemia. Respiratory disorders such as oropharyngeal irritation and paradoxical bronchospasm, which is rare, musculoskeletal disorders such as muscle cramps, and acute angle closure glaucoma, which has been reported in people using nebulized short acting beta 2 agonists. Using a mouthpiece rather than a mask is preferable to avoid this. We should advise people who are using terbutaline terbohalia to rinse their mouth after each use to minimize systemic absorption. Because of the hyperkalemia risk, we should monitor potassium levels with digoxin and potassium-depleting drugs like corticosteroids, diuretics and theophylline. Also non-selective beta-blocking drugs, such as propanolol, and the manufacturer recommends avoid. And may increase plasma levels of salmitrol. Which short-acting beta-2 agonists are available in the UK? Salbutamol is available in the form of Aeromir, Otohaila, and MDI, Salamol Easybreeze, Salamol MDI, Ventolin Evohala, Salbutamol, and Salbulin Novolizer. Terbutaline can be found in the form of Brickanil Terbohala. Which long-acting beta-2 agonists are available? As we have said before, we can use individual labyrinth inhalers for COPD. We have Fomotrol, and formotrol can be prescribed as Atomos Modulate, Foradel DPI, oxisterpa and Fomotrol easy Then we have Sumitrol, which can be prescribed as Neovent MDI, Servent evo and Acuhaler, and Soltel-MDI. Indacatrol, which can be prescribed as on breeze, breeze inhaler, and Olodatrol, which can be prescribed as Triverde-Respimat. And then we have the combination inhalers, both for asthma and COPD, but we are going to look at them separately in the fourth section of this video. We are now going to look at the inhaled anti agents. Mascarinic antagonists cause bronchodilation by blocking the bronchoconstrictor effect of acetylcholine on airway smooth muscle. Hypertropium is a short acting mascarinic antagonist or SAMA. The maximal effect is 30 to 60 minutes and the duration of action is 3 to 6 hours. Long acting mascarinic antagonists or LAMAs have a prolonged bronchodilator effect. Examples are teotropium and also aclidinium, glycopyronium, and umeclidinium. Which short acting mascarinic antagonists are available for COPD? Excluding the preparation for nebulizers, we only have ipatropium MDI. Which long acting mascarinic antagonists are available for COPD? Teotropium can be prescribed as spariva respimat, spariva inhalation powder, icopair inhalation powder, taugiva inhalation powder, and Brantus inhalation powder. Aclidinium can be prescribed as a inhalation powder and Glycopyronium can be prescribed as Seabree And Umiclidinium can be prescribed as Incruz Ellipta dry powder inhaler. And Umiclidinium can be prescribed as Incruz Ellipta dry powder inhaler. Antimascrinic should be used with caution in prostatic hyperplasia and blood outflow obstruction, renal impairment, ankle closure glaucoma, especially with nebulizers, and pregnancy or breastfeeding. Additionally, theotropium should be used with caution in people with cardiac arrhythmias, heart failure or myocardial infarction in the previous 6 months, because there is an increased risk of all-cause mortality following the use of this product. Lastly, combination of epitropium with salbutamol is contraindicated in people with hypertrophic obstructive cardiomyopathy or tachyarrhythmia. The adverse effects of antimuscarinics include cardiac disorders such as arrhythmias and palpitations, respiratory disorders such as paradoxical bronchospasm, throat irritation and cough, Gastrointestinal disorders such as a dry mouth, abnormal taste, nausea, vomiting, constipation and diarrhea, ENT disorders such as nasal congestion, dryness of nasal mucosa and epistaxis, nervous system disorders such as headache and dizziness, urinary disorders such as bladder flow obstruction and prostatic hyperplasia, and visual disorders including acute angle closure glaucoma. Concurrent use of inhaled antimuscarinic with other antimuscarinic drugs is not recommended as the effects of concurrent use have not been studied. We are now going to move to look at combination inhalers, and there are three types of combination inhalers. Combination of an inhaled corticosteroids with a larva, which can be used in both asthma and COPD. Combination of three drugs an inhaled corticosteroids, a LAMA and a LABA for using COPD. And combination of a LAMA and a LABA, that is without an inhaled corticosteroids for using COPD. So, what inhaled corticosteroids and LABA combination inhalers are available in the UK? We have the following combinations. beclomethasone and Formotrol, both as MDI and dry powder inhaler. They include Forster MDI, Forster Exhaler, and lufo MDI. We need to be aware that Forster and lufo contain extra-fine beclomethazone, and therefore they are more potent than traditional beclomethazone CFC-free inhalers, so the dose should be lower. The combination of Budesonide and formoterol come only as a dry powder inhaler in the form of Duoresp Sparomax, Simbicord, turbohaler, BMX, easy Easyhaler, and Walker, Dry Powder Inhaler. Then we have Fluticasone and formoterol, both as MDIs and Dry Powder Inhalers in the form of Flutiform MDI and Flutiform K-haler. The biggest group belong to the Fluticasone and salmeterol combination, both as MDIs and Dry Powder Inhalers. There are 15 different inhalers, such as Avenor MDI, Airflusal for Spiro, Airflusal MDI, Alflut MDI, Campona Airmaster, Combisal MDI, Fixco Airmaster, Fusacomisi Hailer, Seriflo MDI, Cereflosiphailer, Seretide AcuHailer, Seretide EvoHailer, Serdupla MDI, Stalpeg Tripadron Hailer, and Cephalair Spiromax. And on the other extreme, we have just one inhaler for the fluticasone and vilantrol combination, which is the dry powder inhaler, RELVA ellipta. The next question is, what inhaled corticosteroids, LABA and LAMA combination inhalers are available? And we have three groups. First, we have the peclomethazone, glycoperonium and formotrol combination, both as MDIs and dry powder inhalers and they are Trimbo-MDI and trimbo Nextailer. Then we have the combination of Putesonide, Glycopironium and Formatrol as an MDI, which is Trixeo-MDI. And as a third group, we have Fluticasone, Umeclidinium, and Vilantrol as a dry powder inhaler in the form of Trilogy elitta. Finally, what LABA and lama combination inhalers are available in the UK? There are four. Glycopyronium with formotrol as an MDI in the form of Bevespy Aerosphere, Glycopyronium and Indacatrol as a dry powder inhaler in the form of Altebral and Aclidinium with formotrol as a dry powder inhaler as duoclear. and lastly teotropium and Olodatrol as an MDI in the form of Spiol Torespimat. I have checked the NICE Guidance and the BNF in order to make this list as exhaustive as possible. In conclusion, what is important is to know the effect and indications of the different inhaled drugs. Remembering all the different inhaler brands and combinations is tough, so it's okay to look them up when you need to. Please keep in mind that this is only a summary and my interpretation of the Guidance. We have come to the end of this episode, I hope that you have found it useful, thank you for listening and goodbye.